Welcome everyone to the Keystone Connection podcast, where we are here to discuss only the most important topics in this wide world of sport that we live in. This is Vince from the Steel City. She's Pam from the City of Brotherly Love. And believe it or not, we are still married. It's East meets West, so let's get right to it. Keystone Connection podcast back again to talk about a whole lot of stuff going on in the world of sports right now, particularly with the local teams. We've got some big stuff on the national stage. We've got a lot to talk about. As always, make sure you subscribe to the Keystone Connection podcast on Twitter, uh, excuse me, on iTunes and whatever uh, podcast application you may use out there. And you could also follow us on Twitter at KC Podcast. 17 uh that's the best way to interact with the show make sure to subscribe and we got to get right to it here ladies and gentlemen uh, let's get ready to rumble pit panthers somehow some way had a, a, a miraculous win over duke at home keeping their uh, Coastal Division hopes alive, uh, and it looked like several times in this game they were just dead to rights, down by double digits, and then somehow came back and won, uh, scored over 50 points, and that's kind of been the theme in these Coastal Division ACC matchups, and they've had to outscore their opponents. And so what i got to pose the question to you right now is, is this offense good enough with as many issues as it's had this year is it good enough to overcome this porous defense did you see that carter the breakout star from last week's game might not play this week play tomorrow night i saw that and uh i there's there was some good i think there's some good reasoning behind that and i think we'll get to it what are you trying to allude here i'm just saying i thought he was one of the stars of the offense and i don't know if he's not on the field this week how the offense can keep up the same pace. Um, I think that just exposed Duke more. I think the offense, if we open up the playbook, they did two things that we both talked about last week on the show. I wanted them just to take a few shots downfield. They did, and you wanted Pickett to run the ball more. Yeah, and those things happen. And that's why they won the game. So I think the offense is a little bit better, but that defense still needs to tighten up, especially against a good Virginia quarterback this week. Yeah, yeah, this, uh, you know, I am worried that they're going to give up a whole lot of points. We're going to get into that. Uh, but, you know, this running attack right now has been something else. And if he, if Pickett can continue to get the ball to these playmakers, then, you know, maybe they do have a ch- chance. What do, what do you think? I think they have a chance, but I don't. It was one week. When the offenses looked bad for multiple weeks, well, they. In a I row. mean, well, you look at Syracuse; they scored what forty some points true. in that game. Uh, even though they lost to North Carolina, they scored a whole lot of points in that game. Uh, they scored enough to beat Georgia Tech. So you know, in conference play is what I'm getting Maybe. at. Maybe they are scoring a lot of points. Yeah. Oh, just the process. <laughs> so uh, they're going up against this Virginia team. Uh, we saw a lot of uh, breakout stuff from this offense how how do you think they're going to attack him this week you're concerned that they're not going to use carter i know coach was alluding to that i don't believe that for one second 
I, I think you that, think it's all smoke? I think it's a posturing maneuver. But at the same time, uh, Virginia employs a 3-4 scheme. And I think that's going to make those uh, jet sweeps very difficult to execute. I think they're going to be in position for those. And so I think if he does play, I think it may be in more of a decoy role. And I think they're really going to pound it up the middle. They need to run they, straight. Running straight has been effective. But aren't you concerned a little bit? Because uh, Quadri Allison, he came up gimp in yeah. the last game. But we haven't heard much about him. I think he'll be okay. But I think he'll still a good back. And um, they have other guys that can fill in. Yeah. We haven't needed to see them all year. Yeah. But um, Maybe your guy, Todd Sibley, is going to have to come in and carry the mail. Man, I, I can't wait to see him play. I'm, I'm super hyped about him. Um, so maybe he'll have to come in and get a few snaps, even just to give Quadri some rest here. But um, I think... I think they need to, they can run and pound it. And that offensive line has been pretty good yeah. so far. And Pickett needs to stay in the pocket and not let it, not be afraid. Just stay yeah. one more second and see things well, develop. And, and he did that well yes. last game. He yes, did not take exactly. any ba- bad. bad. Uh, he didn't take bad sacks when he need, sacks when he needed to. He, he threw the ball away when he needed to and stood in there and made throws when he needed yeah, to. I, I have a feeling that, you know, the, the, if I was doing the game plan against this 3-4 scheme, it would be to run straight, execute this play action over the top. I, I think that's going to be the, the most effective things because, And I think they have the playmakers to do it. I, re, I really do. Just fly together! So we got the defense going up against uh, this Virginia team. You know, they were awful against Duke. Give Duke a lot of credit. They, you know, they they exploited the the weak areas. And this Jones quarterback, he played excellent. But what do you? Can they be better? I mean, they can't get any worse. I would think. Um, they they can get better, but I think without Warginis there, really really hurts them. Especially well, Elias played well. I thought I did too. But I think this week, especially against a tough quarterback that Virginia has, they're going to need those linebackers to step yeah. up. And having like yeah. Elias played well, but having him as a rotation guy and not the main yeah. guy would have been helpful. Um, so I think that's where you have to really be concerned. Actually, is uh, more in that linebacker core is where my concern comes from I, this week. I, I think I may agree with you because this kid is a running quarterback they're going up against. Uh, they they do struggle sometimes to stop those kind of players. I think they're going to have difficulty getting them off the field on third down situations. And so that's going to make first and second down even more important. The only thing I think they can really hang their hat on here is this kid is, by all accounts, is not the best passer. So you know, you force them to make some difficult throws, and I think they're going to have a chance to hang in there. But it's going to be tough. There's no doubt about that. They got to capitalize on those difficult throws. Woo! What a hit! Denzel Ward! You got barbecue back there? And you didn't invite me? Hurt my feelings! So right now, the Panthers uh, around the seven-point underdog at the win right now. Do you think this team has what it takes in a big game for the division to go down in a hostile environment, bad weather conditions, and pull out a victory? You're asking me to make a pick? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, nothing from this team in a complete 
game, 60-minute game, has given me any faith. Um, and so, unfortunately, no. I do think they're going to keep it close, and it's going to be a tight one. But I don't think they're going to pull it out. Well, you know, uh, I'm, I don't feel great about this. I didn't feel good about that Duke game either. But you said but they were going to win. I said they were going to I said they were going to win. And I think this team is recharged. I think Pickett looked... You know, even though the stats may not have showed it, I think he thought he looked a whole lot better. He did. Th- he this did. past week, and I think this is, I think this is setting up nicely for. Him. I think that this team, you know, they they sense that they can do it. I'm. But doesn't that make you even more nervous, though? That well, they're still an underdog. Matter. They're still an underdog. It's not like the, you know they're they're the big favorite here. They're okay. they're playing, and, and I think Narduzzi's good in that role. I really do. I think he has these kids ready to play. I, th- I think they're going to shock the world and have an upset victory. They don't respect you! This ain't 1976! It ain't 1968! It's 2016! They don't respect! They're going to find out! Steelers in a major monster game here against Baltimore on the road. You know, this game could decide the division very early. You know, if the Steelers win, they're going to they're gonna be up on them. But if they lose, then they're going to have lost the tiebreaker against Baltimore. This is very critical, this game. I can't explain the importance of it enough. And the Steelers, last time they played Baltimore, they looked terrible. They looked absolutely terrible. Uh, the offense really struggled. And I'm going to ask you right now, what do they need to do differently this game? Well, last week, Baltimore was exposed to Carolina. Their defense was exposed. Maybe the past two weeks, you could say. Yeah, um, especially last week against Carolina. I think Ben needs to pick on Carolina's secondary a little bit. Um, I think there's some Baltimore weeks. Or Baltimore, I'm sorry. Baltimore secondary a little bit there. I think there's definitely some weaknesses there. Yeah. Um, and so I think they need to just pound it and go after them and get guys like Juju his touches, which they yeah. didn't need to last week against right, Cleveland. Right. Brown got his two touchdowns, but, I mean, they didn't need to do much. So I think the offense needs to – they need to stick with the run, but they need to not be afraid of taking those shots and be smart when they take them. And even those, like – doesn't have to be 40, 50 yards. There's like nice 20 yard routes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Steelers, it doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter who's carrying the ball. They struggle to run the ball against Baltimore all the time. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you, or I'd be surprised uh, to know that there was a 100 yard rusher against Baltimore recently. It doesn't seem like we can ever run the ball against them. Le'Veon, that one game in recent years, did really well, but. That's one out of how many? It doesn't happen very often. Ben needs as, to step up, as, too. As good as Connor has played, you know, I'm not counting on him being well, effective. Well, Baltimore's strengths, the set, yeah, front seven. Right, and, and it's nothing against Connor. I just don't I just don't have any faith in that happening. So Ben has to be sharp, has to be sharp in this game. Uh, you know, Bron, he, he's going to get his. But I like what you said there. Juju has to get open, and he has to make a big play. Uh, they also need... They also need something from that third receiver. I don't know if it's going to be Hunter. I don't know if Washington is going to be active this week. They got to do something. Uh, McDonald's played excellent. I think he's going to get some, some, make some plays. But Ben's got to be sharp. Would you agree with me? And yeah. I know you're worried about him on the road. I know you're concerned. Well, he's about done that. better on the road. It's he just also doesn't do well against the Ravens on the road, especially. Well, not many. Not many people. I know. Do. I know. Yeah. 
she goes! Now, the last time we played Baltimore at home, that was the most bizarre performance I had seen from the defense against the Baltimore Ravens in quite a while. Uh, typically, when Baltimore beats us, they throw the ball deep, it's incomplete, but there's a pass interference penalty. Here, they didn't do hardly any of that, and they just dinked and dunked on us. Uh, or not even that, maybe, you know, maybe 10-yard passes, intermediate throws, 15 yards, and crossing routes, and they just could not stop it. Now, uh, i got to ask you, what are we going to do differently this ball game well, in order to stop that? I mean, do you have to make some sort of adjustment. The past two weeks, the Steelers' defense has looked a lot better. It has, and why, and why do you think that is? Because Joe Hayden. Exactly. Joe Hayden, I believe, was out. <laughs> we didn't that even first. rehearse that. Joe Hayden was out that first game yeah. against Baltimore. I yeah, believe. and so, it's and you saw it last year too when Joe Hayden's not on this field. This defense is awful. Yeah, and and I and I'm hoping that they could do. So. I don't know what they're going. I don't know if it's going to be more man coverage across the middle or maybe more zone across. Now that's not the strength of guys like Vince Williams, L.J. Fort, Wastick. That's not their strength. But, you know, maybe they're going to have Edmonds floating in the middle there. Do you think that's possible? I do, yeah. Um, Edmonds has been a little bit up and down this year. Yeah, he has, he has. Um, But I I think it all comes down to Joe Hayden, too. I really do. He needs to stay on the field. And he can – the opposite corner is just a huge drop-off. But these receivers aren't, for Baltimore, not guys that you're going to – they're, they aren't going to make the Pro Bowl, to say the very they're least. Not. So if they can shut a few of them down, they'll be good. We set responsibility for that, me out front, and uh, we'll move forward. Steelers are a three-point underdog at the win right now. We talked about how big the magnitude is of this game. Do you think they're going to pull out a victory? I actually do. Normally, this is a spot I would really like the Ravens in, but um, I think Carolina really showed how... You can really expose this Ravens defense a lot last week. Um, and they also showed how poor this offense well, now, is. All right, you brought up a good point there. I did not watch the tape of this Baltimore-Carolina game like you did. What did they do specifically that was really attacking them? They just uh, were relentless. They just, just um, they took them. they took their shots when they needed to, and they just, like, Cam really ran, uh, McCaffrey ran. Well, okay. Ben's not going to I know running. Ben's not going to run, but I'm saying, like, they took their shots when they needed to, and they didn't turn the ball over. They kept control and kept the pace of the game, and they they kept the pace up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, they, oh, they ran. Tempo. Yeah, okay. they, they had well, a good tempo. A good so, if the Steelers even do some no huddle occasionally, yeah. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't mind to. in that first drive coming out, seeing them do that, and just, just making a statement from yeah, the beginning. Yeah, you know, Baltimore, they've lost the past two games. So they, they may be a broken team right now that if you know if you could jump on them early, maybe you could you could really blow them out. And I, get I, to Flacco too. That's one thing Carolina that, was able to absolutely. do. Carolina's offensive line did really well it, too. And the Steelers' offensive line's been playing excellent recently. Yep, and Gilbert and, should be back. And, and hopefully that their pass rush, who which seems to always struggle against Baltimore as well, can hold up because in that first game, you know they missed on a lot of deep passes. They can't afford that this time. They got to connect on. And I, I'm with you. I think the Steelers are going to win this ball game. It's it's going to be close, uh, and I think they're going to pull it out in the final few seconds. Because the champ is here! Saturday night, world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, UFC 230, 
we are going to have a clash for the World Heavyweight Championship of the World. Daniel Cormier, D.C., taking on the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. Two, two Louisiana boys. A battle for the boot taking place up in Madison Square Garden. These are just two big hosses that are going to be throwing down in this, in this battle. Uh, first of all, how hyped are you for this fight? And who do you think is going to win? I'm fairly hyped. Um, I don't usually get super hyped for UFC matches. But anytime Derek Lewis is involved, you're, you're all I also out. like Cormier a lot, too. I really think he's a good guy and just a good ambassador for the sport. Um, so I'm pretty, pretty hyped here, but... I know nothing about anything else on any of this other card, so I think that's I don't know much about it either, but, but, that this uh, is, but this is a, a big-time matchup. Yeah, and two big-time guys, and if yeah. you like sluggers, this is... Yeah, well, well DC is going to try to wrestle him down, and I think it's... It's going to take a lot to get him Are you concerned ground. about Derek Lewis's cardio? And his back. And <laughs> He's got a uh, lot of issues. Yeah, I mean, it's just at the very least, tune in for the post interview. Yeah, post match and, and there's rumors. There's rumors that, that, that one Brock Lesnar is going to be sitting cage side for the for this battle. Uh, you know, he he's looking to get involved. Uh, so hopefully yeah. he stays on that side of the Wh- cage. Whatever happens, post fight's going to be excellent. Yeah. Uh, I I know you're betting on Derek Lewis to win the to win this bout. Yeah, but only if he knocks him out. Like, Cormier may win by decision. Yeah. But Derek Lewis, we saw in the final seconds of his last match, he just, a few punches and it was over. Like, he has got power behind oh, him. Oh, does. I, I'm torn. I like both these guys. I, I'm cheering for Derek Lewis, but I just, I just think DC's going to take him down and that's going to be it. Yeah. A little bit of a wild card question here. Uh, this has really been the fuel between, behind this this uh, small rivalry between Lewis and Cormier. Uh, Derek Lewis, big Popeyes fan, and Daniel Cormier is not having any of that. Said some hurtful things about Popeyes, and then just today announces that he has a sponsorship with Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. Really? Uh, yeah. So this is a fast food war that's going to be settled. This Saturday night, if you had to pick between the two, who are you going with? Between Popeyes and Carl's Juniors and Hardee's? Yeah. It's not even a contest. It's Popeyes. <laughs> that spicy chicken, so good. Yeah. Well, what about I, you? Answer your, answer I, your I, wild card I'd question. probably lean with Popeyes, but I'll, I'll say this. I haven't had too much Carl's Jr. and Hardee's, but uh, they got great commercials. You know, they're really selling the food well. We don't have many of them around here, unfortunately. No, but Popeyes uh, and those biscuits... Yeah, yeah, you gotta. The Cajun fries are really underrated. Yeah. I'm undefeated, never lost. Uh, college football playoff rankings, the first ones were released uh, this Tuesday, this past Tuesday at 7 p.m. Uh, the top four Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Notre Dame. Those were the top four, uh, followed by, I believe, Michigan and Georgia Georgia those were the top six do you think that they got this right yeah the top four specifically yeah. is what I'm I don't think in. you can argue with that can you I mean you could make a case of flipping Notre Dame and LSU but I think LSU schedules been a little bit tougher um but I I don't think there was any debate that these would be the top four teams this week I, I don't think so either uh I think I'm not sure about five and six. I could make some 
yeah, that Oklahoma there, should there, be up there. There could be some arguments there. We're gonna we're gonna get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think right now, if you're ranking the top four teams, you have to. But I don't think it's. I mean, you could make a strong case. I think you could have made a strong case for a team like Michigan, or an Oklahoma, or even even a Washington State. Washington the, State played zero people in the non-conference. In the non-con- no, well, non-conference is absolute trash. You cannot put them well, in the that's, top well, up there. Well, people thought look, they were they're a little high, overly ranked right now. Well, if you look at a team like LSU. Yes, they did play, play Miami on a neutral field in non-conference, and the, and Miami was a ranked team at the time, and you got to give them credit for that. But they've been nothing this year. Yeah, but they, they haven't. What been about that good the conference all? schedule? Okay, so let's throw non-conference out the window. Isn't LSU's conference schedule and the teams they beat so much better than the teams Washington State's beat? Well, I think uh, I mean if really only the the victory against Georgia is really the only thing that I think separates it. And I think that's what's separating LSU from a lot of these one-loss teams is just that victory over Georgia. If they didn't have that. I agree. And, you know, if they would have beaten, you know, if they would have played, you know, like a Texas A&M or, I I don't know, um, Mississippi a State. South Carolina. Well, they did play Mississippi yeah, and State they won. and beat them. If they played a South Carolina or, or, or a Texas A&M, I don't think that they're ranked number three. Yeah, but I, they, I think, but they had a big th- win, and that's what you need to be up there. So they did it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you got to give them credit. I don't know about y'all, but I want to win an national So outside the top four, we went over those top four teams. I think we're all in agreement there. But outside of those top four, who would you say is the next best team? Um, Michigan? Michigan. Michigan? I think we'll learn a lot about Michigan playing Penn State this week. Um, Not that neither one of us are really high on Penn State, especially at this point in the season. But I look at Oklahoma's defense, and I, they, it's garbage. But they did fire their defensive coordinator. And they've done a lot better since then. Exactly. So their team on the rise... Um. A lot of this is going to shake itself out, but right now my gut tells me Michigan. Michigan? Uh, yeah. But if Georgia can go in and beat Kentucky, go in there, stake their claim, and get back on track, that team speed on defense is insane. They are. They are. Insane. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, if you're just going based on the, on an eye test situation... Yeah. I, I'm I'm leaning towards Oklahoma. You uh, got Kyler Murray fever. Uh, uh, more like Hollywood Brown, um, and C.D. Lamb. Those those cats. Nobody's touching those guys. I'm I'm leaning more towards them. But if you look at the resume, I, I'm not sure. And and I might lean a little bit towards Michigan, in that situation. Um, Let me ask you this. Let me ask you a wild card question here if lsu loses to alabama yeah georgia beats kentucky yeah michigan beats penn state yeah who gets into the top four? Oh, who's gonna move up yeah who will get that fourth spot michigan or georgia well i think well georgia leapfrog michigan based on i that think kentucky it, i win? think it depends on how they win 
if they just squeak by, um, and then if Georgia just squeaks by and Michigan blows out Penn State, then I think Michigan's going to be in the top four. But if... Okay. I, I think the margin of victory is going to be important. I really okay. do. And uh, we may get to it. And I'm not so sure Georgia's going to win. We're going we're gonna to get to that uh, in, in a little bit. And a long drive. This ball is out of here. Uh, one, one final question here before we, uh, before we move on. We're looking at all these teams right now. We're trying to sort out these one-loss teams. The question is, and I heard a lot of people talking about it this week, if Alabama were to lose to LSU this week, how far down do you think they're going to fall? Because, and answer this, and then I'll, I'll bring up my, my issue. Well, I think they're going to fall out of the top four. Do you really? Because what's their signature win on their well, schedule? That's the, that's the thing. That's the thing. They haven't, they haven't played really anybody that strong. I mean, they, they've absolutely crushed everybody that they've played. Or that could be how good they are, too. It, it could be. But if, you know, if you're going to look at this from a resume perspective, you're going to look down this list and you're going to well, say, a lot of these teams have a better resume. Let me tell you this. If Alabama loses to LSU, Michigan wins, and Georgia wins, and Notre Dame wins, you're not going to put... Alabama above Michigan or they might you think Even or Georgia if they lose they might okay we'll find out I mean we'll find out we'll see if that happens we'll see if that happens we're talking a lot of ifs here there's a lot of ifs the biggest if is if Alabama loses the only reason I bring it up is because it's possible that if Alabama loses and they're still in that top four they're basically a lock for the playoff and that's basically a lock for two uh, to have two SEC teams because I don't think Alabama's even they lose this week I don't think they're going to lose another game is you know even you know you might have the Iron Bowl there might be tough I think they play Mississippi State next week who's not going to be a pushover but they're they're going to beat those teams and then you know as long as it's you know a one loss LSU versus a one loss Georgia or a Kentucky team you know the winner of that game is going in yeah and you're going to have and, and if Notre Dame is finishes undefeated that means only you're only gonna have two conferences represented unprecedented down the stretch they come we're running out of time we got to talk about our our three big things to look forward to this weekend that we haven't already touched on i think the biggest one for both of us is this showdown in baton rouge alabama lsu right now with the win alabama is about a 14 point favorite um i I think Alabama is going to win this game, but I am I am picking LSU to cover the spread. I am. I, I think Coach O is going to have this team focused. They're going to be fired up. I think they're going to be able to keep it close. I think Alabama's going to win, Do and you. I think it's going to be right around 14 points. I'm staying away from this game. You're staying away from it. You're yeah. not touching it. No, I'm not touching it. <laughs> that, that's fine. Uh, you got another game for me. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, can I switch gears? Go to the yeah. NFL here. Yeah. We talked about the Steelers. We're not going to do that, but you got to go Saints Rams. Yes, I was. You about have to, bring to that go up. Saints yeah. Rams here with number two thing 
or number one thing you have to watch tied for one one a and one b there um talk about offense you got it all with these teams and these teams uh i know rams are still undefeated saints might be able to hand them their first loss i mean the saints are a well-oiled They're machine playing excellent right now and they just are rolling right now so i can't wait to watch this game yeah a very high total in this game 60 points I believe it's a, I believe it's only a one point game either way, is what what I've been seen reported. Uh, I'm I am tempted just to pick the Rams because of Aaron Donald. Yeah, I mean you you might have to there. Are you sticking with the Rams? I'm. Or you just I'm gave going me with a the good Saints. argument for the Saints. I'm going with the Saints. I, I mean, I think Breeze is going to show why he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time here. Okay. Um, and Kamara, he's going to have a breakout game here. Okay. All right. Uh, the final game I'm going to bring up here is um, this uh, SEC East matchup. Yeah, you got to go Georgia, there, too. Georgia and Kentucky, two one-loss ball clubs. Uh, Georgia, I believe, a nine-point favorite right now at the win. Uh, I'm picking Kentucky. Not just to cover this game. I think they're going to win it outright. You I really do. do. I do. Uh, Big know, Blue Nation. They got a fierce They got a fierce defense. And this Benny Snell, uh, this guy he has been really running hard. And I think he's going to be able to, to you know, just ram it down uh, George's throat. And I don't think they're going to be able to stop him. It's going to be a close ball game. There's no doubt about that. Uh, that's how Kentucky's been playing it. But I think they're going to hang in there enough and they're going to pull out a win. I think it's going to be close, but I think Georgia's going to win. Do you? Yep. You don't think they'll cover the nine points? No. No. Okay. Well, there you have it. We said it. You could take that to the window right now. No, don't. No. <laughs> For take... entertainment purposes only. <laughs> Always entertainment here on the Keystone Connection podcast. This is going to be a tremendous week uh, in, in college football and the NFL. Maybe the biggest week of the season so far. Just monster games all over the board. You got the big fight at Madison Square Garden capping it off. And make sure you tune in and you subscribe to the podcast uh, on iTunes, uh, which is 100% free of charge, by the way. Make sure you do that because next week, probably, we're going to be talking about uh, our big college basketball previews. Both men and women. Pitt Panthers, they have an exhibition game tonight. Tennessee Lady Volunteers, they are going to be kicked tipping off their season two ranked 11th in the ap poll we're very excited a lot of new faces and new places there in college hoops and we're going to get right to it